This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. You have to stay in the process. Remember, faith requires no sense realm evidence at all. Oftentimes, more is happening underneath the surface than what meets the naked eye. That's why we boldly declare now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. After you do that, then what do you do? Put some praise on it. Then you have to acknowledge every ounce of progress, every little ounce of progress that you make. Acknowledge that progress in the process. And then what do you do? Put some praise on it. And all of those things, the sum total of all of those things equals manifestation. The unmistakable, clear-cut, conspicuous, crystal clear realization and completion of your prophetic vision, or as we like to say, your blueprint. Now let me get to Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23 from the English Standard Version reads this way. The steadfast love, which means the loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable love of God. I'll say it again. The steadfast love is the loyal, faithful reliable, dependable love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Man, I thought somebody would say, thank you, Jesus, right there. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So today you got up with some brand new mercies. Hallelujah, mercies unseen. Great is your faithfulness. Psalm number 36, stanza 5 in the English Standard Version says, Your steadfast love, again, your loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable love. What I love about God is when we disappoint him, he doesn't withdraw his love from us. Oh, hallelujah, he continues to pour it out on us. Your steadfast love, your loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable love, oh Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9 in the English Standard Version says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love. Are you kidding me? He's talking about the steadfast love again. His loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Listen to a thousand generations. Woo! To a 
thousand generations. We had dinner with my mom on Friday for her birthday, and I was so pleased to announce to the people sitting behind us that we got four generations sitting at this table, four generations. Then they announced to me, well, we got five generations sitting at, that, at this table. Well, glory to God, that's a lot of generations, isn't it? But this says down to a thousand generation. My children's 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 children down to a thousand generation. His steadfast, loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable love reaches from the heavens and reaches unto us. If God's love is steadfast, loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable, then yours should be too. If we're created in his image and his likeness, we ought to be acting like God. So your love should too. Listen, your family needs your steadfast loyal, faithful, reliable, and dependable love. I'll say it again. Your family needs that from you. Your family doesn't need you to cut off love when they disappoint you. Act funny, don't speak, slam doors, silent treatment, cold shoulder. Your family needs your steadfast, loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable love. Here today, this 2022, I need you to say yes to your family. We say yes to so many people, places, and things, and oftentimes we've not yet said yes to our own family. Your family needs your steadfast, loyal, faithful, reliable, and dependable love. May I take a station break right here? I want to make the devil out of a lie that makes people believe that they're the black sheep of the family. You are not the black sheep. You are a viable, valuable, well-loved, and well-desired member of your family. The devil just lying. Talk about I'm the black sheep of the family and don't nobody need me. They'd be better off without me. The devil is a lie. He's the biggest liar that there is, and he's the biggest loser in history. I said he's the big, think about it, who else has lost as much as the devil? He's the biggest loser there is, and he just lost again right now. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. Mark, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, I feel like running. Hold on, pastor, hold on, pastor. Y'all pray for me, pray for me today. Mark chapter 11 and verse 25 in the Passion Translation says, and whenever you stand praying, whenever you do, if you find that you carry something in your heart against another person, if you carry something in your heart against another person, 
if you carry something in your heart, you know your heart, you know how you feel, if you carry something in your heart against another person, release him and forgive him now. We do this by faith. So I don't wait until my emotions line up because my emotions don't run me and don't, hallelujah, don't control me. I control my emotions. Therefore, by faith, I can forgive him and release him when? Now. Because faith is always now. If it is not now, then it's not faith. So you release them now. Right now, in your, right where you are, here's a pastor Andreaism, adjusting your seat. Nobody ever has to know. God ain't trying to put you on the shame show. You don't have to stand and stand up from the ch- in front of the church and all of that foolishness. Just make an adjustment in your seat now in the name of Jesus so that your Father in heaven will also release you and forgive you of your fault. As much as we like to hold stuff against other people, how many are honest enough to say that we do a whole bunch of stuff that could be held against us? Some of y'all ain't honest enough to say it. But the Bible says, for all have sinned. It never said y'all have sinned. It says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we're all in need of forgiveness, and we're all in need of someone to release us, release people from the hurt that they've done and the harm that they've done. Some of you are still bound up with ulcers and all kinds of things because you're still mad and holding grudges against somebody. They they passed away. They're in the ground. They're not even here anymore, and you're still... Release it and let it go. Let it go by faith. Are you listening to me? So, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm, don't move until I ask you to move, though. I'm going to ask you to join with your family. Join with your family member. If your family members are in the house, join with your family members and apologize to each of your family members. Listen to me for any words, deeds, omissions, anything that may have caused broken trust hurt feelings, anger, disunity, and being out of fellowship. This is not the time to start explaining things away or take things lightly. Just do it by faith. Just tell your loved one, look them in the eye and ask them, forgive me if I've hurt you for whatever I've done. Forgive me. Forgive me. Give me another chance. Make me debt free. Give me another chance, and I promise I'll try to do better. When you do that and they do that to you, then forgive. Let it go. Forgive them. Release them. Listen. Forgive yourself. Somebody needs to hear that. Forgive yourself. We've all had dumb days and we've all done stupid stuff that we're just ashamed of. And the devil tries to back his Mack truck up with a a truckload of guilt and make us feel bold for stuff that we already asked God to forgive us for. If he forgave you when you asked him to, then you ought to forgive yourself. I'm taking another station break. 
not long ago, maybe a year or two, a couple of years ago, I can't even remember exactly when, the enemy brought a truckload of a bad thing, a mistake that I had made up to my mind. And I was like, oh, my God. I felt so ashamed. I said, oh, God, forgive me. He said, what? I said, Lord, remember when I did such and such and such? And honest to God, God says, I don't remember. I said, Lord, don't you remember when I did such and such and such? He said, I don't remember when, hallelujah, when he forgives, he chooses to forget. And he throws that trespass into the sea of forgetfulness. He got a good arm. Never to bring it up again. Never to wash your face with it again. So if God forgives you, forgive yourself and release yourself in Jesus' name. When you release yourself and you forgive yourself, you release them and you, re- you forgive them and release them, then your faith is released with dunamis, dynamite, explosive power, might, and ability, and the power of agreement is working for you in full force. Do you understand what the power of agreement does? If one puts the flight a thousand and two, ten thousand, that's some kind of crazy mathematics right there. That's some kind of crazy multiplication. One puts the flight a thousand and two, ten thousand. What happens when you come together in full agreement with your family? Dunamis explosive dynamite power is made available for you. Listen to me. But Listen, if your family members are not here, don't feel bad. No worries. None whatsoever. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says, be strong, be brave, be fearless. You are not alone. The enemy might try to fight your mind and say, look at them and look at them. Don't look at anybody. Close your eyes and focus on God. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 says, Your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Have you ever heard the voice of God? It was so audible, it was so clear, it was almost like you're like, Who said that? Like the voice came behind you, and really it was coming up out of you, speaking to you. Isaiah further goes on to say, you do this, walk this, walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. So whichever direction that you're going to go, he's going to steer you on the right path. Somebody should have said hallelujah right there. So I'm asking you not to merge with anyone else. Don't merge with anyone else's family because we're really talking about covenant here. Remember, you are not alone, and you are never alone. Just be strong and be brave. Be fearless. You're never alone. Remember, your ear will hear a word saying, this is the way. Walk in it. So if you're all one, you're here without your full family, that's okay. No worries. Take this time to talk to God and listen to God. Prayer is not a monologue. I need this, I need that, I need the other. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer is a dialogue. You say some things, he listens, he says some things, and 
you listen. This is an opportunity for you to have intentional intimacy with him. So close down every distraction. Don't worry about what, who's doing. If children start crying, don't worry about anything or anybody. Minister unto the Lord and allow the Lord to minister unto you. So I'll ask my technicians to go ahead and put my, my song on, and you can begin to move. Of course, we're going to remain socially distanced. However you distance with your family, do the same thing here. Make sure that you stay six feet apart. If you don't normally stay six feet apart, whatever you regularly do with your family, I'm asking you to do that with your family. I always think that it's a good idea to stand up because something about standing up commands attention. It makes you pay attention. It, ma it makes this thing more serious. So I'm going to give you just a few minutes, maybe about three or four minutes to do this. So go ahead and stand up if you will, if you choose to, and unite with your family and do exactly what I have instructed you to do. If you're at home, go ahead and do the same thing. There's no distance in the spirit. I'm told that if you want to get your children from nursery for this moment, you can do that, and then you can take them back, because children needs, need apologies too sometimes. It's a big person that can apologize to children. Remember, don't unite with others. Stay within your own family.
going to give you about another one minute, so begin to bring that down. And of course, you can continue this at home. In the name of Jesus, 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 amen, 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 and amen. It's a beautiful thing to see all the families hugging and people crying and looking eyeball to eyeball. It's a beautiful thing. We just made the devil out of a lie. He lost again today. The biggest loser in history. Amen. Amen. I'm not mad if you seal it with a kiss. You can seal it with a kiss, husbands and wives. They were like, oh, for real? <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. Amen, 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 and amen. You can have your seats. Now we're in position for prevailing prayer. Oftentimes we stand praying without asking for forgiveness, and that hinders the answer to your prayer. So now we're in position for prevailing prayer. Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26 in the King James Version, the New King James Version, reads this way. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. If you heard that song playing, that's directly a quote from the word of God. So now I'm going to begin my prayer of blessing and confession over you in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand in faith and in unrelenting boldness as I intervene on behalf of every precious member of every precious family represented here today. By faith, I bring every one of their concerns to you Hallelujah. Because you perfect all that concerns them. I pray for unity over every family represented here today. According to Psalm number 133 that says, How good and how pleasant it is when people live together in unity. It goes on to say, At the place of unity, God commands a blessing. As I pray for family relationships, Holy Father, I put you in remembrance of your own word. <clears throat> in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, where it speaks concerning children and parents. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. This commandment has a promise. Honor your father and mother 
is the first commandment, and it has a promise attached to it. And that promises that they may that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. So with that commandment of honor comes the promise, the commitment from God that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Today, we say yes to our family. Would you just say yes? Yes. We say yes with steadfast, loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable love. Isaiah chapter 44 Verse 3, the B portion says, I will pour out my spirit on your children and my blessing upon your descendants. Acts chapter 16, verse 31, in the Passion Translation says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and all of your family. God will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. Listen, may the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children. That's Psalm number 115. Hallelujah. I got to read it again. God will bless those who fear or reverence him, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more. Sounds a whole lot like better and greater, doesn't it? Both you and your children. Psalm number 115. I pronounce over you now in Jesus' name multi-generational blessings upon you and your family. Psalm number 102, stanza 28 in the Passion says, generation after generation, our descendants will live securely for you are the one protecting us and keeping us. As I pray, declare, and decree If your children are here, your toddlers, your infants, agree with me and even lay your hands on them. God said, this is especially to the small, the infants, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That's Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 in the complete Jewish Bible says train a child in the way he should go and even when he's old he will not swerve from it Luke chapter 18 verse 16 in the NIV translation says but Jesus called the children to himself and said let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such there's another passage in uh, scripture and that's around that same area that says that if anyone offends one of these little ones it would be better that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he was cast into the depths of the sea that tells you right there God don't play with his children he don't play when it comes to his children he said in Psalm number 127 stanza 3 behold children are a heritage from the Lord the fruit of the womb is a reward Psalm number 8 stanza 2 declares out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants 
you have ordained strength. God cares about every single solitary member of your family. He gives them steadfast love, and you should too. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13, I say this, every single solitary day of my life over my adult children and grandchildren. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Third John chapter 1, verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. The other day I was standing in my seat and I saw all of my children were serving the Lord and working in ministry. I could have just fallen to my face because I was living that scripture. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth of the word of God. I pray over every teenager and preteen. In Jesus' name and by his blood, that they will know the word of God and will not depart from it. All these teenagers and preteens shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. I slam the door shut to every seducing spirit that will try to lure them away from you, Heavenly Father, and your word of faith. Father God, empower them so that they will not yield nor depart from the faith. Shield and protect them and keep them. Now unto the one with enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin and bring you faultless before his glorious presence. To stand before him with ecstatic delight. To the only God, our Savior, through our Lord Jesus Christ, be endless glory and majesty, great power and authority from before he created time, now, and throughout all the ages of eternity. Somebody ought to say amen. That's Jude chapter 1, verses 24 and 25 in the Passion Translation. I pray the Colossians prayer over the young adults. I've prayed over the infants and the toddlers and the children. I've prayed over the preteens and the teenagers. Now I'm praying over the young adults. I call them my millennials. We always keep the young adults in our prayer that they will receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over their lives, making them reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. We pray that the young adults will walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing they do. Then the young adults will become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to Christ's life and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. And we pray that the young adults will be energized with all of his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling them with great hope. The young adults' hearts shall soar with joyful gratitude when they think of how God made them worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given by living in the light. 
that Colossians prayer is found in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. Therefore, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, in the Passion Translation, the young adults will discover creative ways to encourage others and motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. I'm almost finished. Hang with me for just a few more minutes. In Jesus' name and by his blood, I pray that the children, the infants, the teens, the preteens, and the young adults will honor their father and mother, that their days may be long upon the land which the Lord God is giving them. And I pray peace and patience over the parents, that they will lead the children, listen, and not frustrate them. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, in the message translation says, Fathers, don't frustrate your children with no-win scenarios. Don't frustrate them with no-win scenarios. Don't push them up against the wall and there's no way out with a no-win scenario. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. Father, your word assures us in Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, that you will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28 says, The children of a virtuous woman will rise and call her blessed. Therefore, I decree and declare no weapon formed against these infants, toddlers, children, teenagers, or young adults shall prosper. We pray peace and protection over them all the days of their life, and they will dwell in the house of the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It is so. Amen, amen, and amen. Did you say amen? This multi-generational prayer of blessings continues on the grandparents and the great-grandparents. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6 in the Passion Translation, grandparents have the crowning glory of life. The crowning glory of life is their grandchildren. And it is only proper for children to take pride in their parents. In other words, grandparents are distinguished by their grandchildren. And the glory of the children is their father. Heavenly Father, satisfy the grandparents and the great-grandparents and the great-great-grandparents with long life and good health so that they can enjoy their descendants in Jesus' name and by his blood. I decree and declare Psalm number 112 over these multi-generations. Infants, toddlers, children, preteens, teenagers, young adults, men, women, fathers, mothers, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents. It reads this way, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants shall be mighty in the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. 
Again, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace that passes your understanding, that mount guards your heart and your mind. When it looks like you should be falling apart, things will begin to fall in place because peace is yours in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name, I pray over those who are lonely and those who are grieving. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says, Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh this stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. That's Proverbs chapter 34, verse 18. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13, the eighth portion says, As one whom his mother comforteth, so will I, the Lord, comfort you. Just like we comfort a crying baby. We pick them up and we rock them. The Lord will comfort you. I said the Lord will comfort you. I said the Lord will comfort you. Somebody needs to know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 13 says, For I will turn their mourning into joy, said the Lord, and I will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. Say amen right there. I decree and declare courage and strength over those who are discouraged and those who have been disappointed. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, it is he that doth go with thee. I have told you already, you're not alone. You're never alone. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, unrestrained boldness, he that began a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. I only need about five more minutes. If you agree with that already, say amen. Now, I canceled the assignment of fear, anxiety, and depression. Fear, anxiety, and depression. Fear, anxiety, and depression, I'm talking to you, and I render you impotent, and your assignment is null and void. It must fall to the ground powerless on their behalf. According to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, we cast all our anxiety on you because you care for us with passionate warmth and affection. Heavenly Father, you are the burden bearer and you are the heavy load carrier. So we give you fear, we give you anxiety, and we give you depression. F-A-D is the fad and it's out of style. Fear, anxiety, and depression is out of style. We don't want it no more. And we no longer wear it. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. Sorry if I'm smacking. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8 says, And the Lord, <coughs> he is the one 
who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Again, Psalm number 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I got to be afraid of nothing or nobody. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Would you take your own right hand and put it on your own head and say, I have a sound mind. Say, I have a strong mind. Now say amen to that. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would lead and guide and direct those that are in the valley of decision. Give them wisdom, direction, and guidance. Your word declares you will guide me with your counsel. That's Psalm number 73, stanza 24a. Further, Psalm number 1611 says, you will show the path of life. Listen, your presence, in your presence is of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And finally, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 tells us that God has set before us life and death, blessing and curse. And then he gave us a big old hint. He said, choose life. So, Heavenly Father, please empower these, your people, these precious family members, these representatives of amazing families. Empower them to make quality decisions that spring forth life and spring forth blessings. Would you say amen right there? <clears throat> I pray over those who are lacking. I pray, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 over you, which says, the Lord shall, that, mean, that word shall means no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Lord shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Oh, hallelujah. Say amen to that. To that. For those desiring marriage, God hadn't forgotten about you, and I didn't forget about you either. Now I'm going to ask you to resist becoming impatient. Resist becoming impatient. When you jump the gun, when you snatch up something in its infancy state or in the premature state, it doesn't have the potential to last. The likelihood of it falling apart is stronger. So be patient. Have patient endurance. Don't become impatient with God. God. Luke chapter 21 verse 19 says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. You control your soul. Your soul has reference to your mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect. When you are strong in faith, you're in preparation mode. You begin to prepare. When you know somebody's supposed to be at your house at five o'clock, you don't start getting ready at five o'clock. You prepare because you expect them to come. So we understand that faith requires corresponding action. So get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get prepared. Get excited about it. When you're expecting a mighty move of God, you're exceeding, almost have butterflies in your 
stomach because you know it is coming to pass. This is the year that we get what we expect. So let's expect a mighty move of God. Don't be weary of well-doing. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And in the name of Jesus and by his blood, it shall. What did I say that word meant? No, if, ands, or buts about it. It shall be worth the wait. I'm talking to those desiring marriage. It shall be worth your wait. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. If you're looking for a wife in Jesus' name, silence the distractions and set your face like flint so that you don't miss her. And if you're waiting to be found, refine yourself. Do those things that you need to do to perfect yourself so that you will be exceedingly good in every way. Say amen to that. I pray as well for married couples. May I remind you that marriage is ordained of God. I said marriage is ordained of God. It's a solemn oath, a binding agreement, a covenant. I'm out of time. Give me just another moment. I'm just about finished. It's a solemn oath, a binding agreement, and a covenant. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. According to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit spirit among you in the bonds of peace. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 31 declares for this reason a man is to leave his father and mother and lovingly hold on or cleave to his wife. Since the two have joined together as one, God in it, one and God and God alone, one plus one equals one. I pray for provision, health, outstanding, superior communication. I pray for your peace and unity. I pray for unbridled love and happiness upon every married couple. And in the name of Jesus Christ, the power of agreement is now in full effect. Would you say amen right there? Further, for married couples with fertility challenges, I speak the word of faith over you from Psalm number 127, stanza 3. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Psalm number 84, stanza 11 says, No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Also, Psalm number 113, stanza 9 says, He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. The word doesn't lie. The word is true, and God's promises are yea and amen. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 26 states, None shall lose her young by miscarriage or barren. I declare it, hallelujah. I decree it, hallelujah. I believe it, hallelujah. I stand on it, hallelujah. And in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood, so shall it be. Somebody ought to say amen right there. I'm almost finished. To those who are bound to pornography, perversion, addictions, 
obsessive behavior. I command the chains to fall and the shackles to break. In Jesus' name, you will walk in complete and total deliverance. I said in Jesus' name and by his blood, you will walk in complete and total deliverance. I said in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood, you shall walk in complete and total deliverance. In Jesus' name, you are free and you will stay free. By the blood of Jesus, you will push past comfort and experience deliverance, not just relief. The word declares, mine eyes are toward, are forever toward the Lord, and he shall pluck my feet out of the net. That means that you got to get a revelation. He's taking you out of the web of entrapment. I'm almost finished. Hold on with me just another moment or so. Psalm number 25, stanza 15. Psalm number 55, verse 16 says, as for me, I will call upon the Lord, and the Lord shall deliver, save, or rescue me. When you find yourself in trouble, Call on the Lord. Ask the Lord to help. It's the shortest prayer you ever want to pray. Lord, help, and he will help you. Psalm number 107, stanza 6, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of all of their distresses. Psalm 107, stanza 20, he sent his word, and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. How many know those are destructive behaviors? First John chapter 3, verse 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. For this one right here, for this purpose right here, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So in Jesus' name, you will not piece it back together. It is destroyed. It is broken. It is scattered. And you are set free. John chapter 8, verse 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, and he did, Ye shall be free indeed. That means unequivocally, unquestionably free. Somebody say amen right there. Now, y'all knew this was family prayer, and I got to pray over the whole family. You might have got your part prayed over. I got just a little bit more to pray over in Jesus' name. I decree health and healing and wholeness over those challenged with arthritis, tendonitis, carpal tunnel, aches, pains varicose veins, back pains, leg and feet issues, joint and muscle problems, diabetes, high blood pressure, cold, flu, sour stomach, lumps, bumps, boils, growths, warts, COVID, cancer, and any other name, it all has to bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Loose here, spirit of infirmity. You are hereby bound by the blood of Jesus and rendered powerless. God says he will cleanse their blood. That's Joel chapter 3 verse 21. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 speak concerning it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 in the Amplified version says, therefore know without a doubt and understand that the Lord God, he is God, the faithful God who is keeping his covenant and his steadfast love Loving kindness, which has reference to loyal, faithful, reliable, and dependable love. Listen to a thousand generations. I said to a thousand generations. I said to a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 8 in the Passion says, Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit longs for. Somebody ought to say amen right there. I pray the peace of God, which passes all understanding, that it will mount guard your hearts and minds. Through Christ Jesus, listen to those that are tired. 
those that are drained, those that are fatigued, and those that are exhausted. According to Philippians chapter 4, God help me not to pray in tongues. According to Philippians chapter 4 verse 7, may your soul find rest in God alone and salvation from him. God alone is your rock and your salvation. God is your fortress. May you never be shaken. That's Psalm number 62, stanzas 1 and 2. You have a promise from the word of God. Your promise is found in Psalm number 127, stanza 2, the B portion that says he gives his beloved sleep. He gives his beloved sweet rest. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. I pray over and gently encourage those who feel themselves inadequate, forgetful, feeble-minded, confused, and those standing in faith over dementia and Alzheimer's. May the comfort of the Holy Spirit rest upon you and strengthen you. In Jesus' name, I speak forth patience unto you and over you, as well as long-suffering, gentleness, and patience onto your adult children and your caregivers. The word declares in Psalm number 16, uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thou shalt be established. Thy thoughts shall be established. Psalm number 71, stanza 1. In thee, O God, do I put my trust. Let me never be confused. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7, for the Lord will help me, therefore you shall not be confounded. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And it is so. Say amen. Now, Father, I pray in the Spirit, covering anything that I didn't mention anything that I didn't have insight for or revelation concerning. Praying in the Holy Spirit is praying the perfect will of God. It is partnering with God to get his will done in the earth as it is in heaven. If you can, would you pray with me in the spirit for just a couple of moments. Now, Father, as I close this family blessing prayer, I thank you that this year is the year we get what we expect. With faith, excitement, expectation, we expect suddenly, out of nowhere, now, here, immediately. First one blessing, then another blessing, blessing on the hill of blessing on the hill of blessing on the hill of blessing. We expect better. We've already let go of bitter. Now we have positioned ourselves for better. As the word declared to us, we expect greater. We expect more and more and more and more blessings, greater and blessings, greater and better blessings. And we full well expect to be astonished, suddenly amazed, knocked off our feet like the emoji, the whole top of the head blown off. Thank you that you've heard our petition, Heavenly Father. You've heard our supplication. You've heard our intercession. Now we seal it with praise and worship because you're worthy of all of our praise. Go ahead and lift up your hands and just worship the Lord for a moment. He's worthy. 
He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of every single solitary praise that we can give him. We magnify you and we extol you. We adore you. Father, we thank you that your understanding never fails. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God and you are God all by yourself and you don't need anybody else. Thank you, Father, for taking us from nowhere to now here. In the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood. We decree it. We declare it. We believe it. We receive it by faith now in Jesus' name. Numbers chapter 6 verse 24 as it's singing there. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Today I've blessed your family. I've had a multi-generational blessing and prayer of confession over your family. I encourage you from this day forward to stay yes to your family with steadfast, loyal, faithful, reliable, and dependable love. Now as I close this service on today, I need to pose a question to you. Who do you think you are? The scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Who do you think you are? I said, who do you think you are? I said, who do you think you are? I am in Jesus' name. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.